Breaker, breaker, breaker. This is Melly Mel from Los Angeles. Greetings and salutations to all the witches, vampires, humans, and demons out there. Buckle your broomsticks, wine glasses, and mismatched boots for Demons Discuss. Take 61. The one with the prophecy. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We're your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hello, girls. Hello. Hello. What are we talking about today, Jean? Ooh, we are still in the tilt yard. We are going to wrap that up. Oh, still. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, were we, we, left, we left Diana hanging. We left Diana hanging. We left Diana hanging. We're like, let's talk about Baldwin instead. Yes. <laughs> We've got prophecies and mad ramblings and Diana and Matthew and your Pierre. And Hancock. And Hancock, too. And Hancock, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of which, Angela leaving Diana hanging, she's like, really, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, blink, you're going to talk about Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all tied up. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so now is the time for me to talk about Patreon and becoming a patron. Uh, so here's my convincing pitch. Become a patron because you don't like ads, but you love us. Yay. Yay. That's that's good reason. That's a good reason. Angela, give us some more reasons why people should become a patron. Because there are different reward levels and there's different swag at those different reward levels. Valerie's imagination knows no limits, so you don't know what she's going to come up with. And we've just refreshed the reward levels, so there's different swag than there has been in the past. But not only that, you get our after show, which is produced uh, on our off week. So when you don't hear the public show, you can still continue on with us the next week in the after show. However, we make no guarantees for the content. (laughs) Exactly. This is true. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. And before we go on to discuss our emails, I want to give a quick shout out to a DT Jenkins. She's won our collaborative real-time read giveaway, the one we had with the All Souls discussion group. And by the time you hear this, it'd be long past. However, since we just drew before we turned on our microphones, yay! Yay, Congratulations! And happy All Souls Day. Yes. You got to win on Matthew's birthday. Yes! Yes! (laughs) All right. On to discuss your emails. Who's got something? I've got one. Yay. Actually, I've got to scroll up to the one that I've got. <laughs> it's from Beth. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hey. Great to hear from you. Okay, I realize it's Sunday night, which makes my very first discusser response late. No, it didn't, because we ended up not recording. Yeah. <laughs> so this week. yeah. Lucky you. Yay. Yay. Thanks to the law firm for that. Mm. Um, but I'll dive in anyways. I've been pondering the think and stay alive mantra for a while because I had been assuming it was supposed to apply to her use of magic. That struck me as odd because it seems like up until the latter half of Sun, Diana could only do magic if she was not thinking about it, but rather reacting, reacting instinctively when someone was in grave danger. Maybe Philippe knew that was the problem and trying to move her towards being able to integrate her abilities and her intellect to formulate a plan and not have to wait until someone was in mortal danger? Or was it just general advice not specific to using magic? Mm. On a totally different subject, before I became a patron, I had sent an email asking about a mention on Facebook or a link to a meetup group 
I had just started in San Jose. Maybe it was an old email address because it was from your back catalog or it went into a black hole or maybe you just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I wonder if you had gotten it. Since I heard on an old episode that the city with the most listeners was San Jose, I thought it seemed like the perfect way to get the word out. Love the show. Thanks, Beth. Hmm. Okay. Hey, so uh, I'm going to have to put a link to that on the show notes because she called us out. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been one of those emails when I was scrolling by. I'm like, oh, deal with this later. Okay, next, yeah. next, next. You I, know. Don't, I don't remember the email, but or, it's or, obviously. Or Jerry may have just taken that email <laughs> yeah. for himself, too. I mean, <laughs> not beyond the scope of possibility here. So uh, the bottom line is she started a San Jose conventicle. Yes. Yay. Is that what it is? Okay. We'll find that and put a link to that in the show notes, okay? So if you're in the San Jose area, and since that's where a lot of our listeners are, so if you're out there in San Jose, make sure you join this. They're generally Facebook groups, right? Yes. Yeah. Join this Facebook group and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And you'll notes. get to people with your people. Yeah. People with your people. Well, there's a phrase. There's, <laughs> there's a turn of phrase. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I'm going to use that. As opposed to just... Peopling with random people. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> no, no. Especially on airplanes. Um, I'm glad she said uh, something. Thank you, Beth. Yeah. Thank you, yes, Beth. Thank you, Beth. What do you have, Angela? I have a discusser email from Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. One of the Rachels. Yay. <laughs> Yay. She says, hello, demons. Just a quick note to say that I can't wait to see Kit and Louisa in action on the screen. Both characters, it's so easy to love to hate. And yet, still somehow fully compelling in their own right. On e- each rewatch of the show, I always giggle when Diana asks about the portrait in Matthew's house and is informed it's of Matthew's sister, Louisa. It's such a little throwaway tidbit, but every time my inner voice shouts, oh, girl, you just wait. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of oh, Whoopi Goldberg. She's like, you in trouble, girl. <laughs> yes, you in danger, girl. Yes, exactly. Danger. Lots of stuff to unpack in this chapter, and I can't wait to hear what everyone has to say about it. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. All right. I have one from a new discusser, Carolyn or Caroline. I don't know how you pronounce it, but we're going to go with Carolyn. Uh, she says, hi, all. I hope this is on time. I'm not sure what time EST is, but I'm hoping it's before 12 o'clock UK time. <laughs> I didn't think much of Louise's dominance over Kit. She manipulates him, I think, into doing her bidding. The prophecy, the first time I read this, I thought was relevant of Philippe and Matthew, but later it made a lot more sense. Diana had Philippe to thank for her mindset and her protection of the de Clermonts. He gave her a good awareness of her familial responsibilities. Diana's father's response when she asked him if he would be there for her when she was four or five must have meant he already knew his fate. Dun, dun, I wonder... Dun. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pause for suspense. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I wonder if that was before he had seen her in London in the past. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. <laughs> let's, let's, I, can we talk about it when we get to it? Because that's that's like actually my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up here is uh, Louisa's dominance over Kit. She manipulates him, but I do think Kit's doing a little bit of manipulating on his own. Yeah, 
Yeah, where, someone had to have called Louisa. Yeah, he's, he was like, I mean, Louisa was like a breaking case of emergency deal. Right, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> and when they took off to go to Prague, I'm pretty sure Louisa, <laughs> something in his head said, oh shit, now it's time to break the glass. Yes. Let, let me call Louisa. So yeah. yeah, that was my interpretation. And so he manipulated the situation as well. Mm-hmm. He invited her into the situation and then all hell really broke loose. Yeah, he had, he had no idea what was going to happen once I he mean, broke the glass. He unleashed it. something. Yeah. He's been trying to manipulate since the beginning of Shadow of Night. Yeah. Trying to incite the villagers with Widow Beaten and all yeah. along and he's the so way. bad at it. Yeah. I think that's another reason I, at the end of the day I feel sorry for him because it's like, dude, you're not even good at this. No. Yeah. And the thing is, people do what works for them. So yes. those kind of machinations probably worked for him in the past in yeah. different different scenarios. But it didn't work this time, Kit. And it so. kept not working. And it was I like, know. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Do you remember the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy comes out with a huge sword in front of everyone? He waves it around and all Indiana Jones does was take out his gun and shoot him. That's pretty much Kit's death, that he is the figurative sword waver. And then someone just comes out and shoots him anyways. You know? <laughs> it's like, pop. Yeah. Okay, Oops. we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a funny scene. That was a good scene. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty iconic. It was kind of like Propeller Man, Sword yeah. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for you newer listeners, Propeller Man, um, uh, one of our early episodes, we were discussing the Titanic, and somehow we got into this conversation talking about the only thing my kids took out of that whole movie was the <laughs> one guy falling, bouncing off the propeller, and then going into the sea. And my son just cracked up. He lo- he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the movie where the guy falls off and bounces <laughs> off the propeller, propeller yeah. man." That's and who Ale- we're talking and about. Angela's like, "That's what I took took away from the romance of the movie too, propeller." guy. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> so much for Rose and Jack. Yeah. Oh, and that damn maybe, door. Maybe, I know. Maybe I should make a, a gif that labels that propeller guy romance. And that's what I yeah. wish that there was. <laughs> that's what Demon I think of the romance. romance. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start the wagon. This chapter discussion is brought to you by Cynthia Pope. Thank, Thank you, Cynthia. Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. Okay, so when we left off in chapter 34, Louise and Kit were pretty much drawing straws on who was going to destroy Diana. I mean, uh, there's no other way. They were over it. I mean, <laughs> there was no other way for me to put this. I mean, <laughs> they did. They, oddly, they did have rules, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we open up chapter 35 with Diana negotiating with terrorists. Pretty much. Yes. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's well, reasoning it. With, trying to reason with toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopped up on sugar. Yes. Okay. So when we open this, um, Diana's like, you're making a terrible mistake, Louisa. What did you guys think of this? Were you, were you, uh, tell me your feelings, your thoughts. Take yourself back to first read. I didn't think there's anything any way she could talk herself out of this. So she had to do something yeah. oh, bigger. Go talk to Matthew. He'll vouch for me. I'm like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, I know. It's, oh, God. Here she is. She's tied up. And she's like, you're making a terrible mistake, Louisa. And so, first of all, you're going to point out to this crazy lady. Hey, she's you're crazy. making a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
how about play tour better angels maybe it's like hi Louisa what's up girl you, you know that's what I would think but Love she's like dress. yeah you look great distract her yeah Fucking do something I don't know but oh don't tell her right off the bat she's making a terrible mistake. She's going to be defensive in the first place. I- yeah. And then you got the chihuahua over on the side, Kit going. <laughs> it's like, really? I love you described him as a chihuahua. <laughs> he kind of is, though, because he's very yippy in yeah. this whole scene. That's true. Yeah. And like you said, Gene, you'll find Matthew with a queen. He'll explain everything. God. What are you doing? <laughs> the plan that never worked for anyone ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. He'll vouch for me. Don't worry about it. It's all okay. And then add in the whole mix. I mean, every every time you describe the chihuahua or whoever, a, a high chihuahua, a high blood rage yeah. vampire, a high what, whoever, you know, it's like, yeah. high. You, you can't reason yeah. with drugs either. No, no, drugs are bad, y'all. <laughs> I know. You hear like something really bizarre in the news, like some crime. You're like, okay, they had to have been on drugs. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, Florida, anytime Florida man's involved, they had to be on drugs. All right, this is going to be a gross tangent, but you brought it up, Angela. The the guy that was high on bath salts or something that tried to eat somebody's face off a couple years yes. ago. Yes, this this is like trying to reason with that guy. <laughs> no, they just like nod. I mean, what? What? I mean, it's got to be drugs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so here's Diana. She says, "I tried to keep my voice steady, but it trembled." Matthew had told me about a sister in modern Oxford while we drank tea by his fireplace at the old lodge she was as vicious as she was beautiful so kit he's high and pissed off you dare utter his name here's louisa do not speak again witch or i'll let christopher remove your tongue after all like wow this escalated fast i'm getting a little pissed here yeah (laughs) i love this bit of understatement i didn't need to see her eyes to know that poppy and blood rage were not a good mix really very good diana very good bravo golf clap although for louisa being not entirely in the in the thralls of blood rage she's controlling she's very composed i think i mean she's just that that vicious streak just it motivates her but blood rage she's not Glenn Close. Yeah, she's not that Matthew in the hay barn where he's like got the glassy eyes, he can't move, he can't think, he can't do anything other than assassinate. She is like very calculated still. I feel like this is her default setting. Yes, right. Where where she's used to operating under under blood rage. True. So so maybe she's perfected it better than Matthew. (laughs) She's got a tolerance for opium and blood rage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, she may be self, it may be a combination of the two that allows her to to do that, really. I mean, she, she could be self-medicating on kit yeah (laughs) or whoever i mean she's had since january she's probably built up her tolerance a lot so yeah all right in the course of this she had broken diana's finger and got isabeau's ring off which i think at this point at first read i was like wow she knows no bound she just yanked isabeau's ring off but on the other side she doesn't know diana from a can of paint. Adam, and right. She's yeah. wearing her mom's ring. And her like, mom's ring is on it. So, uh, yeah. Think back to Times Convert, how Phoebe had to learn to walk and sit in a chair. Imagine mm-hmm. Louisa, if she was a new vampire, she'd ripped her finger right off trying to get oh, the yeah. ring. So, thankfully, she's not a new vampire. Yes. <laughs> Small miracles. The point of Isabeau's diamond scratched lightly against my cheek, drawing blood. Louisa had broken my finger, wrenching it off, and now was wearing it herself. And then Diana says, I am Matthew's wife. 
his mate. What do you imagine his reaction will be when he finds out what you've done? Louisa says, you're a monster, a beast. If I win the challenge, I will strip you of your false humanity and expose the lies underneath. And I'm like, wow. Once I have, Matthew will see what you truly are and he will share in our pleasure at your death. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she so cranked up? But just think, she only knows the old Matthew who hates witches. And it's the the 16th century where they believe in, or they they don't know science. Um, Well, here's here's what I'm wondering too. I mean, was were Isabeau's kids kind of a pack, just like a sub pack, just like Philippe's kids always thought Isabeau's kids were lesser than? I mean, it's kind of, I'm thinking that it was a very, very, unblended family in the 16th century. Yeah. I'm thinking the blood rage gave them a certain bond. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're here despite the blood rage. Um, I think the blood rage vampires, I know Philippe had when he rescued Isabeau and I'm jumping way ahead. When he mm-hmm. rescued Isabeau, I know he destroyed most of the pack, but he saved Isabeau. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was it because they were blood ragey? Yeah. And did, did some other carrier manage to slip out? Well, clearly some other carrier probably managed to slip out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, they had that stigma about them already. So I would imagine they were... Mm-hmm. Louisa and Matthew maybe were pretty close. Yeah, which makes yes. me it makes me wonder more about Domenico too. I almost wonder if he's a carrier. Perhaps. Wow, how would we get there? <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that Matthew and Louisa and Domenico seem to run as a pack. Mm. The three of them at the one point in time there was an affinity between them all, which makes me wonder if there wasn't a little bit of a God. What was it? Uh, Shelley Shelley told me the name of it once, but there's like a a genetic thing where like recognizes like that. Yeah, yes, shows up in some score. Like genetic, is it genetic affinity? Is it that, as easy as that? But yeah, I could see that. And Domenico did like demons. Yeah. Like. Yes. Yes. The spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Another spoiler alert. It's a possibility. Absolutely. Sure. You know what? Uh, it's as strange as it sounds. I can see. And that whole comment about Isabel made about her, his mother. Yeah. Which always has haunted me. I can see uh, Matthew having empathy for Louisa. Like you, you make bad choices too, and Kit for that matter. Because I was, I know at this point, yeah. I was always upset that he was always giving Kit a pass, and now he's going to give Louisa a pass. But he can't mess with history too much. But nonetheless, I think that he has empathy. Like I'm glad I'm not the one, who, the only one who makes bad choices all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Misery loves company. Yes, the bad choice gang. Yes, bad choice gang. <laughs> all right, something popped in Diana's head, and all of a sudden we're well. Welcoming this. Think, stay alive. Then something fluttered in her chest, but it wasn't panic. It was her fire drake. She wasn't alone. And then she realized, and I'm a witch. I don't need my eyes to see the world around me. She's blindfolded at this point. She asked the earth in the air, what do you see? And her fire drake answered. And her wings were stirring in the space between her belly and lungs. And she assessed the situation. And then she's like, where are they? And then her third eye opened. She's watching all these threads and she's apparently seeing Kit and Louisa without having to see them, which really cool being a witch that you could see that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's 
because she's a weaver or is it just because she's a witch? Because, you know, that third eye, I don't think that's just a weaver trait. No, I I would say the third eye is for everybody. But as far as her seeing, it's like the tapestry is coming into focus. And that's yes. her mm-hmm. that's her weaver trait. Right. Um, okay, so her third eye is open and she's seeing that uh, Louisa got a hold of a horse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and not just a horse, an agitated horse. It wouldn't stand still for the vampire and kept shying away. Louisa bit it on the neck, which made the horse stand stock still but did nothing to alleviate its terror. And then she followed another set of threads and these crimson and white and she was thinking they might lead to Matthew and she says instead I saw a bewildering whirl of shapes and colors I fell far far until I landed into a cold pillow snow she remembered it brought her back to this time and place and then we noticed she's with Stephen all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and in Cambridge Yeah. So, okay. Not an opportune time to daydream, but this might help. Okay. (gasps) My father and I had been playing after a heavy snowfall. My mittens were Harvard crimson against the white. We were making angels, our arms and legs sweeping up and down. I was fascinated by how, if I moved my arms quickly enough, the white wings seemed to take a a red tinge. It's like the dragon with with the fiery wings, she whispered to her father. His arms stilled. When did you see a dragon, Diana? His voice was serious. And this is where she says, I knew the difference between that tone and his usual teasing one. It meant he expected an answer and a truthful one. And Diana says, lots of times, mostly at night. And then her arms beat faster and faster. The snow underneath, their span was changing color, shimmering with green and gold and red and black and silver and blue. And then uh, I feel like, I don't know if this is just me. I feel like Stephen was a little bit freaked the fuck out. I think just the opposite. It's the whole time loop thing where he's like, okay, we're on track here. I've met you're familiar you know mm-hmm. you you should it's, it's like the rusty chain where it's been put, uh, it's been okay, it's been right. put away it's been right, put away right. for a long time and now it's coming to light he's probably surprised but happy that she's it's there and it, everything's going according to plan still and she's acknowledging it yes well, i was gonna okay. say he might be i think he might be a little bit freaked the fuck out because her dragon has shown up before her force y- y- yes well that, yes that no. may be the part that may be the part that freaks him out well don't forget this is still the old time stream yes and no that's what i think <laughs> She's five here. He time walked back to 1590 when she was three. So he does have the knowledge and it's still in that timeline. I don't, I don't see it that way anymore because once the hay barn happens and Philippe um, says that she's a blood sworn to Claremont and they any offers her on her wedding or the eve of the wedding day to the goddess and the goddess accepts, then everything changes. So, so you're disagreeing with the fact that this is a multiverse now? No, but that's what I'm saying. The time it's uh, the parallel, the parallel universe is created and now which one are we on? If he knows about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a little, in a couple of minutes, you're going to see that he acknowledges that and Cora acknowledges him that they've met each other already. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I'm saying is the parallel universe he's in, it makes sense because she's five here. She's five here and the parallel universe where he knows about Cora was created when she was three. Just like we think Shadow of Night actually happened before this discovery of witches. Mm. <laughs> I knew this was going to go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like in the library when she said something recognized right. Matthew and it wasn't fear. Yeah. So that's well, like I think that's I think that's all the magic part of it though too. But that's what I'm saying about this. It's the magic part. She's literally physically in the tilt yard, but yet she's going back to this other place. Yeah. So I'm following the threads of my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, I bet that's what happened is the threads led her back to a different parallel universe. When she time walks, she always talks about grabbing onto the threads, following the right. threads. Or, mm-hmm. That's probably she went to a different 
parallel. She went to that different parallel universe. Multiverse. There's the evidence of the parallel universe right there. Yes. Okay. Are we good? We figured it out. Yeah. No, we're real good. That That's really good because there's there's a faction that's floating around now that is insisting that Deb keeps calling a multiverse, but she doesn't know what she's talking about because it's not. No, okay, it's I think I got it. I think I followed your, you guys yeah. along. I think when I edit this episode, I'll have it. I'll have a better understanding. <laughs> Angela and I are talking in circles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was going to say, not I a still, time loop circle, just a circle circle. Just it's, a not circle, a time, circle. it's not a time loop. I still maintain, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All I know is I can tell you my thoughts, but I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? If that makes right. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Diana says lots of, she's seen her dragon lots of time, mostly at night. He whispered, and where was it? He was staring at the snowdrifts and one grew tall and stretched itself into a slender dragon's head. The drift stretched wide into a pair of wings. The dragon shook flakes of snow from its white scales. When it turned and looked at my father, he murmured something and patted its nose as though he and the dragon had already met. The dragon breathed warm vapor into the frigid air. Diana says, mostly it's inside me here. And then she sat up to show her father what she meant. But when she needs to fly, I have to let her out. There's not enough room for her wings otherwise. And then a pair of shining wings rested on the snow behind her. Her father says, you left your own wings behind. Wait, can we pause a second? Sure. So in a discovery of witches, when I can't remember now, because I don't have the passage in front of me, but when the curtains got singed or we did think that was Cora. Or we thought that was Witchfire. Because I'm thinking if if she's cast to get out and fly all the time, then maybe, yeah, that was Cora. I thought we had gone down the road that it was Rebecca had kind of allowed a break in the veil and th- there were other fantastic. It wasn't necessarily Cora. It was because there was a bunch of different fantastical creatures, almost like the bestiary came to life. OK, so I can't, I can't remember what we had said, but it just had made me think of that passage again. Now, now that yeah. I didn't remember this, that she that Cora was allowed to because there was a leave but there was a feather, too. I wonder if because I always wondered if it was a phoenix. That's right. There was a feather. So okay. Benu and Cora. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Didn't they want to play together in uh in Shadow of Night, yes. They Shadow did play night, together. Right. Yeah. They yeah. do play together further on down the line here with the bubbles, with the water bubbles. So I was thinking about two separate scenes. You said the one where the curtain got burned, Angela? I can't remember. I could be yeah, when she was crying at the <laughs> conscrying at the beginning. Yes. Yes, when Rebecca was scrying. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The dragon wormed her way out of the snowdrift. Her silver and black eyes blinked as she pulled free. Blink, blink. (laughs) Rose into the air and disappeared over the apple tree, becoming more and more insubstantial with every flap of her wings. Mine were already fading on the snow behind me. And then Diana says the dragon won't take me with her and she never stays around for very long. She said with a sigh. Why is that, Daddy? Stephen says maybe she has somewhere else to be. I consider this possibility. Like when you and mommy go to school. Stephen comes back and says, just like that. I love the witch in you, Diana. And then she's like, she scares mommy. And Stephen goes, nah, mommy's just scared of change. And then she's like, I tried to keep the dragon a secret, but I think she knows anyway. Stephen says, mommies usually do. But she knows when you want hot chocolate. If we go inside, my guess she'll have it ready. Stephen got to his feet and held out his hand. She slipped hers in, still wearing the mittens, into her warm grip. She says, will you always be here to hold my hand when it gets dark? Stephen's like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not just no. Nope. Nope. (laughs) All the nopes. But don't worry. You'll always have your dragon. 
Okay. Wait, stop there for a second, because I listen to the audio and I always read at the same time, but I read the ARC, the Mm -hmm. e-copy of the ARC, and it says, she asked, will you always be there? No, my father said with a shake of his head, my lip trembled. That wasn't the answer I wanted. You'll have to be brave enough for the both of us one day, but don't worry. His voice dropped to a whisper. You'll always have your dragon. You'll have to be brave enough for the both of us. That's what she says to Matthew in the beginning of A Discovery of Witches or like chapter 16-ish when she's talking in her sleep and he's like, and she says to him, I'll be brave enough for the both of us she kind of murmurs that she's in her sleep state and oh. uh, and, he's, and that and was he, in the arc version yes and he and matthew says in discovery which is you'll have to be right see i have the arc version and but see i didn't want to do that for this podcast when people are like what are you talking about they don't say that <laughs> right right well i mean i the audio version i have is the real version yeah the actual version yeah yep. i ran into oh. the problem with book of life and the uh, business about Matthew and Benjamin when Matthew's telling the story about Benjamin oh, and his yeah. motivation it got really <laughs> changed. Yeah. So the thing about the arcs, it's like I fall in love with the arc and the way the arc was written, like Book of Life, all the curse words in it. I love yeah, it. All <laughs> but they were perfect. The way and the way I yeah. thought they were put in were yeah. perfect. But I think we were still in that era where everything was getting heavily edited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more than three cuss words well, per book. There's been more than one occasion where there was all that pushback because there was 10 in Times Convert. Really? I loved it. I know. It's like a 600 page book and you're complaining about 10 fucks. Really? Really? Right. Come on. You can get 10 fucks out of one episode of this podcast. <laughs> what do you think of that? No kidding. <laughs> I have one more aside about this. Thought okay. about this time stream. Okay. Where she asks about her dragon and where her dragon goes when she goes to school. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Cora has to skip across timelines. I was thinking the same. Because that's certainly what it sounds like. I feel hmm. like Cora's got more of a big picture than yeah. Diana yeah. ever will. Yeah. And then the whole thing about how she, how's, how there's a land where she, when she no longer needed her, where Cora went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she f- leaves her in Book of Life. Yeah. Spoiler, everybody. Sorry. Another spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> Canadian sorry this time. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So she's back in her own time right now in her own mind space. And she goes, a drop of blood fell from the pure skin around my eye to the ground by my feet. Even though I was blindfolded, I could see its leisurely movement and the way it landed with a wet splat. A black shoot emerged from the spot. And I'm like, what? I had a hard time when I first read this picturing what the hell was going on down below her. I started thinking this is going to turn into the Enchanted Castle and Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) 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 And the thorns are all the the rose bushes and all the thorns are going to grow up and around her to protect her. It was right conjured in my mind the first time around. I was like, so this thing just came out of the air. The frequency of the blood drops, I'm like, dang, how much blood is coming out of her? Do you know. know what I mean? Right, it's right, like, yeah. How bad did he nick her? But, okay, so hooves thundered towards me. Someone gave a high keening cry that conjured up images of ancient battles. The sound made the fire drake even more restless. I needed to free myself fast. Instead of trying to see the threads that led to Kit and Louisa, I focused on the ones wrapped in the fibers that bound my wrists and ankles. I was starting to make progress, loosening them up, when something sharp and heavy splintered against my ribs. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. An impact knocked the breath from my body. A hit! And this is Kit. The witch is mine! Oh god. And then Louisa comes back. A glancing blow. You must seat the lance in her body to claim your prize. Diana's like, well, I don't know the rules here, but I could get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Now's not the time to learn the rules for a new game. Right. Uh, so she's thinking of Goody Allsup. She made this thing plain before she left Prague. All you have now is a wayward fire drake, a glam that is near to blinding, and a tendency to ask questions that have mischievous answers. She'd been neglecting her weaving in favor of court intrigue and stopped pursuing her magic to hunt for Ashmal 782. And here she's thinking, perhaps if I stayed in London, I would have known how to get myself out of this mess. Instead, I was bound to a thick log like a witch about to be set alight and then think, stay alive. And Kent and Louisa are still talking. We must try again, Louisa said. Her words faded as she wheeled her horse around and rode away. And I'm like thinking, these two fucking high idiots right. are I'll horses. Say, I'll say, thank God they're high. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Diane again and negotiating with terrorists. Don't do this, Kit. Think of what it'll do to Matthew. If you want me gone, I'll, I'll go. I promise. And Kit says your promises are nothing, which... You will cross your fingers and find a way to wriggle out of your own assurances. I can see the glam about you even now as you work your magic against me. So her glam must be pretty bright if Kit can mm-hmm, see up. Mm-hmm. A glam near to blinding, questions that elicit mischievous answers, and a wayward fire drake. Everything went still. What should we do? I asked the fire drake. Her response was to snap her wings, extending them fully. They slid between my ribs, through the flesh, and emerged on either side of my spine. And I'm thinking to myself, I know I was thinking to myself, I wonder if she feels that. I wonder if that hurts. Do you know? Yeah. (laughs) It seems uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're back again to the whole thing is, do Philippe and Goody know one another? Right. Right. I don't know how they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... this is the second time where the passage is like, eh, it sounds like somebody's been talking. Well, I don't know about Goody's uh, magical gifts. It seemed like psychically at first read, it seemed like she knew the stuff psychically where she's like, oh, you know, that's the mark that says she belongs to the de Claremont family. But would she know that explicitly? Where it came Because I was like, she sounds like she's seen it before on somebody else. Either that or maybe Philippe might have put a call in. Yeah. To Hubbard. Call, call a friend. You know? Yeah. Philippe was in touch with Hubbard. Do you yes, know? Yes, right. Yeah. So maybe Philippe might have sent him a, a note and said, hey, you know, that goodie also, she's, she might be good for her or something like that. You know, all kinds of possibilities here. So yep. I'm just... All right. I think, though, don't underestimate Philippe, but don't underestimate Goody Alsop either. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Philippe had his fingers in lots of pies. And I I think Goody also was of such stature that on her own, she might have contact with Philippe being Mm. a weaver and all. Okay. So... I'm trying to picture this in my head. The fire drake was still inside of Diana, but her wings were exposed. So it looked like in my head, Diana had wings. Yeah, I'm thinking, God, she probably looked like a succubus now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's good with Kit being as high as he is either. Right. So the fire drake stayed where she was, her tail wrapping protectively around her womb. But she peeked out from behind her sternum, her silver and black eyes bright, and then flapped her wings again. So it kind of looks like Diana's got two heads, one of a dragon, a set of wings, but the fire drake's still seated inside of her. This, mm-hmm. this is how I'm picturing it now. Stay alive, she whispered in a reply, and this is the fire drake to Diana, her words sending a pall of gray mist into the air around her. 
The force of her wings snapped the thick wooden pole at my back, and the barbs on their scalloped edges sliced through the rope that bound my wrists. Something sharp and claw-like cut through the bindings around my ankles, too. I rose 20 feet into the air as Kit and Louisa entered the fire drake's disorienting gray cloud. They were moving too quickly to stop or change direction. Their lances crossed, tangled, and the force of the clash sent them both flying from their saddles onto the hard earth. I was picturing that, too. <laughs> It's like, oh, you guys are high. <laughs> it's a good thing you're high. You'd be injured. Well, yeah. Louise is a vampire, so she wouldn't be injured. Well, it, it, it gets, this gets a little Cheech and Chongish. You know, dude. Oh, I ripped the blindfold from my eyes with my undamaged hand just as Annie appeared on the edge of the tilt yard. Annie's like, Mistress, but I didn't want her here, not around Louisa de Claremont. Go, I hissed. My words emerged from fire and smoke as I circled above Kit and Louisa. So I'm thinking to Kit and Louisa, Diana seems like fucking scary beast right now. Yes. And they're kind of regretting their decisions. Bad choices. So many bad choices. So many bad choices. Well, Diana is kind of like uh, the genie from Aladdin. You ever ne- you never met a friend like me. So, I mean, I don't know how many weavers they run across, but yeah. they underestimated Diana. Oh, yeah. I'm sure when she took flights, like, oh, fuck. What have we done? Kit, why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> you forgot to mention some shit, Kit. <laughs> You said she couldn't even light a candle. (laughs) What the fuck is this? Blood trickled from my wrists and feet. Wherever the red beads fell, a black shoot grew. Soon, a palisade of slender black trunks surrounded the dazed demon and vampire. Louisa tried to pull them from their ground, but my magic held. So, no, Louisa, you ain't getting out of this shit. Baldwin kind of gets the same treatment in Book of Life. Yeah, he does. Spoiler, everybody. (laughs) And then all the guys do. And don't forget, all the guys do, too. Yes. Yes. That was funny. (laughs) So Diana says, shall I tell you your futures? And I'm like, ah... Maybe you shouldn't rub it in, but (laughs) (laughs) why not? We're here. Why the fuck not? You know, we're here. We may as well. So she tells Kit, you will never get your heart's desire, Kit, because sometimes what we want most we cannot have. And you will never fill the hollow places inside you, Louisa, no matter with blood nor with anger. And both of you will die because death comes for all of us sooner than later. But your deaths will not be gentle. I promise you that. So they think that she's seeing the future, but she just knows the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she knows it's not going to end badly. And she can make it look all scary because she's flying in the air she's got all this gray fog and she's like i know your future wax museum yeah <laughs> a whirlwind approached it stilled and became recognizable oh sorry like recognizable t- as Hancock. like the tasmanian devil <laughs> yeah yes oh my god i love that idea so Louisa's kind of happy because she recognizes this dude, but yeah. she hasn't talked to Hancock in a while. They had some catching up to do. She's like, Davy, help us. The witch used her magic to bring us down. Take her eyes and you will take her power too. Hancock's like, Matthew's already on his way, Louisa. You're safer in that stockade under Diana's protection than you would be running from his anger. None of us is safe. She will fulfill the ancient prophecy, the one that Gerbert shared with Mama all those years ago. She will bring down the de Claremonts. And then Hancock's like, uh, there's no truth to it. And 
here at this point, I'm thinking Diana's flying around like, what <laughs> prophecy? What? Right. <laughs> what? 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 Wait, what? <laughs> so Hancock says there's no truth in it, but Louisa insisted. There is. Beware the witch with the blood of the lion and the wolf, for she shall destroy the children of the night. This is the witch of the prophecy. Don't you see? <laughs> and Hancock's like, you're not well, Louisa. I can see that plainly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hancock. I'm sorry we're not going to get him. I know. So Louisa drew herself up, indignant. I'm thinking she's stumbling because she's still high. I am a manja song in perfect health, Hancock. And then here comes comes the eye roll. Right? (laughs) And then Henry and Jack arrive next. I mean, everybody's come out to see this. Their sides heaving with exertion. Henry scanned the tilt yard. Where is she? He shouted at Hancock, spinning around. Up there! (laughs) Just like Annie said. Henry's relieved. He's like, Diana... And then next, wait, dark... wait. He said up, up there. Hancock said, jerking his thumb. <laughs> like I can picture like his little, <laughs> like a little rascal right there, like, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm one of the Munchkins from the Wizard of Oz. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> so Henry's relieved. He's like Diana. And next, a dark cyclone of gray and black whipped across the tilt yard and came to rest at a broken stake that marked the spot where I had been bound. Matthew needed no one to tell him where I was. His eyes unerringly found me. And then Walter and Pierre, uh, why not invite the whole gang? Everybody's here. Where's the queen? (laughs) Walter and Pierre were the last to arrive. Pierre was carrying Annie piggyback and her thin arms wrapped tight around his neck. When he stopped, she slid from his back. Walter, Kit cried joining Louisa at the barrier. She must be stopped. Let us out. I know what to do now. I spoke with a witch in Newgate and I... And then an arm punched through the black railings and a long white fingers grabbed Kit around the throat. Marlowe gurgled to silence. Not one word. And this is Matthew. Uh-oh. I like that. I know, I know what to do now. Oops. I just spoke to a witch. I got witch lessons from <laughs> someone in Newgate. That's all you have to do. <laughs> she gave me, she gave me the, the instructions Yeah, <laughs> for five pence. So currently Matthew's got his hand around Kit's neck. I mean, he's side-eyeing Louisa pretty hard. Louisa, still high. Met you. Thank God you're here. I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Just you shouldn't fucking, be. Just, yeah, just yeah, shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Matthew flung Kit away. Whoops. Oh, man. Not ending well. And so Diana decides, eh, it's probably a good time to come down now. She lowered down behind him, the newly sprouted wings withdrawing back into her ribs. Her fire drake remained alert. However, her tail was tightly coiled. Matthew sensed me there and hooked me into his arm, though he never took his eyes off of my captives. His finger brushed against the spot where the lance had gone through the bodice, corset, and skin only to be stopped by the bony cage of my ribs. It was damp where the blood had soaked through. And so Matthew's in a panic. He thinks there's something wrong with the baby. He thinks Mm -hmm. Diana's hurt. And then Diana assures him, I'm fine. We're fine. Here's Jack. Master Royden and Jack sidled closer to Matthew. His chin was trembling. Matthew's hand shot out and grabbed him by the collar, stopping him before he could get too close to Diana. Jack didn't flinch. Are you having a nightmare? Matthew's hand dropped, releasing the boy. Yes, Jack. A terrible nightmare. Jack slid his hand into Matthew's. I will wait by your side until it passes. My eyes prickled with tears. It was what Matthew said to him deep in the night when Jack's terrors threatened to engulf him. And I was like, oh, I know. So sweet. Yeah. 
Matthew's hand tightened on Jackson's silent acknowledgement. The two of them stood, one tall and broad and filled with preternatural health, the other slight and awkward, only now shedding the shadows of neglect. Matthew's rage began to ebb. When Annie told me a female where had you, I had never imagined he couldn't continue. It was Christopher. <laughs> Jesus. He did it. Right. <laughs> it <wasn't me. laughs> he said you were enchanted, but I can smell her blood on you. You're not under her spell, but feeding from her. And Matthew's like, yeah, because she's my mate, dummy. And she's with child. And then it was like, oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. What? 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 Marlo's breath came out like a hiss. His eyes nudged her belly. Her broken hand moved to protect their child from the demon's gaze. Tis impossible. Matthew cannot. Even now she has bewitched him. How could you betray him thus? Who fathered your child, Mistress Royden? And Kit's just bound and determined to find something wrong with this situation. So he's right. And yeah. still calling her by the proper name, Mistress Royden. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he may be nuts, but he does have manners. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Diana's thinking she's like, Mary Sidney had assumed I'd been raped. Gallaglass had first attributed the baby to a deceased lover or husband, either of which could have roused Matthew's protective instincts and explained our swift romance for kit the only possible answer is that i had cuckled the man that he loved louisa is like take her hancock we cannot allow a witch to introduce her bastard in the de claremont family you know hindsight hancock is part of the de claremont family yeah so, yeah it is a, i was thinking why would hancock care about that when i first read this right because yeah. we had no idea who yeah <laughs> Hancock shook his head at Louisa and crossed his arms. You tried to run my mate down. You drew her blood, Matthew said, and the child is no bastard. It's mine. It's not possible, Louisa said, but she sounded uncertain. The child is mine, my flesh, my blood. And Louisa whispered, she carries the blood of a wolf. Ding, the ding, witch- ding, ding, ding. The light bulb just went on in her crazy head. The witch is of the prophecy foretold. Okay, Louisa, you said that before, but now you really know. Before you were just, you know, floating Gale that soon. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The witch is of the prophecy foretold. If the baby lives, it will destroy us all. She left out one crucial part, though, the blood of the lion. Yeah. Like, she forgot who, that part. Who, yeah, yeah. Who did she think the blood of the lion was? I don't know. Did she or, know? I don't I don't think she knew. Well, she would. No, she would have. Philippe's blood song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Would she, would she know that? Well, a vampire would hear it. Blood children would hear it loudest of all, but she would still. Well, she's high and she's crazy anyway. Yeah. She's high and crazy, but. <laughs> I'm having, I'm willing to overlook it because of her blood rage and the drugs. I mean, she's already resigned herself that Diana is the witch, but who does she think she got the blood of the lion from? She probably isn't thinking. She just probably is like, oop, blood of lion. And oh, there's, there's the explanation for the wolf. Two out of three. That's good enough for me. That's yeah. good enough for me. <laughs> Take her out. Fuck yes. it. <laughs> So Matthew is like, get them out of my sight before I tear them into pieces and feed them to the dogs. Matthew ain't having it. He kicked down the palisade and grabbed his friend and his sister. And then Louise is like, I'm not going. And she looked down to find Hancock's hand wrapped around her arm. I guess I am. (laughs) Oh, you'll go where I take you, he said softly. I believe that belongs to your wife. And he took the ring off of Louise's finger. And Kit, this is Walter asking uh, Matthew, like, come on, that's our friend. What are you doing? As they're so fond of each other, lock him up with Louisa, Matthew thrust the demon on at Rowley. But she'll 
feed on him? And this is Matthew. She's done it already. The only way a vampire feels the effect of wine or uh, physic is from the warm blood's vein. Walter gauged Matthew's mood and nodded. Very well, Matthew. We will follow your wishes. Take Diana and the children to the Blackfriars. Leave everything else to Hancock and me. Hmm. Okay, so now we're at the Blackfriars, everybody. Yay, got through that part. Uh, I told him there was nothing to worry about. The baby's fine. God, Susanna's back. Yay. (laughs) I can tell you're excited. Yay. (laughs) I lowered my smock. We'd come straight home, but Matthew had sent Pierre to fetch Susanna and Goody Elsop anyway. Now the house was full to bursting with angry vampires and witches. (laughs) And then um, Diana's like, maybe you can convince him that I'm fine. Susanna rinsed her hands out of the basin of hot, soapy water. If your husband will not believe his own eyes, then there's nothing I can say or do that will persuade him. She called for Matthew and Galaglass came with him, the two of them filling the doorway. Are you all right in truth? Galaglass's face was ashen. I had a broken finger and a cracked rib. I could have gotten them falling down the stairs thanks to Susanna. My fingers completely healed. And then she stretched her hand. It was still swollen, but she had to wear Isabeau's ring on her other hand because it's still swollen. So I'm thinking Susanna has a lot of that same witchcraft that Sarah had yeah. in, in book mm-hmm. one. Yes. A lot of the healing stuff. Matthew had refused to use vampire blood to heal her wound. So, you know, they put some magical stitches in it. Why? Why did he refuse? Yeah, that's what I wondered. Um, I'm thinking he's still got that blood ragey thing that he's worried about and he didn't want to maybe turn her into something. I don't know. Or maybe... He was just being irrational, Matthew. Yeah. yeah all right. I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to use his blood to heal her or maybe infect her blood or infect the baby or... But, he was there, just, but he's... Well, that's true. I was going to say... You know, maybe he was just thinking in those terms. It's like, yeah, I'm a scientist, but you never know. Extra caution. Yeah. Or that's just, what I... How mm-hmm. I took it. Or letting uh, Susanna, giving her time to shine. Yeah. Yeah, you go, Susanna, with your magical stitches. You go, go, girl. There are many good reasons to hate Louisa at this moment, Matthew said grimly, but here's something to be thankful for. She did not wish to kill you. Louisa's aim is impeccable. Had she wanted to put her lance through your heart, you would be dead. She says, I think this is Diana, Louisa was too preoccupied with a prophecy that Gerbert shared with Isabeau and Galloglass and Matthew exchanged looks. So they know about this prophecy. Did you guys want to share this information? (laughs) They apparently knew it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Matthew, there's something else you left out. And Galloglass, he's such a blabbermouth. Why wouldn't he say (laughs) something? You know? Except when he needs to. It's nothing, Matthew said dismissively. It's just some idiotic thing he dreamed up to excite Mama. Although now we've seen her in the TV show in the first season. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was Mary Diana's prophecy, wasn't it? I had known in my bones ever since Louisa mentioned it. The words brought back memory of Gerbert's touch at LaPierre, and they had made the air around Louisa snap with electricity as though she were Pandora and had taken the lid off a trove of lost, forgotten magic. Mary Diana wanted to frighten Gerbert about the future. She did. And Matthew shook his head. It's got nothing to do with you. And then she says, your father is a lion. You're the wolf. Ice pulled in the pit of my stomach. It told me something was wrong with me inside where the light could never quite reach. I looked at my husband. One of the children of the night mentioned the prophecy. Our first child had already died. I shuddered my thoughts, not wanting to hold them in my heart or my head long enough to make an impression. But it did no good. 
There's too much honesty between us now to hide from Matthew or myself. You have nothing to fear, Matthew said, brushing his lips over mine. You are too full of life to be a harbinger of destruction. I let him reassure me, but my sixth sense ignored him. Somehow, somewhere, a dangerous and deadly force had been unleashed. Even now, I can feel its threads tightening, drawing me towards the darkness. And that's it. It's almost Mm. that little ending there reminds me of in the beginning of The Discovery of Witches when... uh, the book or something talks back to her and she's like, is everything okay? And she's like, yes, everything's fine. And she, and she hears, are you, are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, fine. This was a relatively short chapter, but mm-hmm. we got a lot of information out of it. And I just now noticed that Matthew and Gallo Glass knew about this all along. I don't know what I was doing before, maybe skimming over that part mm-hmm. before. But Matthew, when would they have heard the prophecy? Is it, Would that be something Isabeau told him? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Do you think it was before or after he met Diana? Philippe? No, the prophecy about the lion and the wolf. When do you figure Isabeau would have imparted Bef- that information? Before. 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 Okay. So it was kind of an old tale within yeah. the family. I think yeah. everyone has their prophecies. You know, uh, Goody mm-hmm. Alsop has her prophecy to follow. They had their prophecy that they heard. Vampires mm-hmm. did. Okay. Yeah. And of course, we don't get to hear about the demon's prophecy. No. No, of course not. No. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> we do count, damn it. We do. All right. Anything else about this chapter before we move on to housekeeping? No, that was a good chapter. No. It was a great chapter. Yes. It was. All right. Going once, going twice. So, on to housekeeping. Housekeeping is brought to you by Zoe Gibson this time. Yay! Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. Housekeeping. Who's got something for housekeeping? I have a little five-star review. Oh, my God! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So... Off Music Teacher 723 on Apple Podcasts left us a five-star review and she or he says, Hi Demons, I've been listening to your podcast since August, but I've been an All Souls fan since the very beginning. I love how you break down the chapters of the books or whatever you're discussing at the time and how it feels like I'm right there hanging out with the three of you. I listen to the podcast on my way to and from work when my kids aren't in the car and often find myself answering you out loud. Thanks so much for being your irreverent, insightful selves. Tara C. Aw, thank thank you, you, Tara. Tara. Thank you. Uh, a lot of people talk to us in the car. <laughs> I too listen to us when my kids aren't around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no kids to worry about exposing them to, but I listen to them to us at the office when nobody else is around. Right. <laughs> and you may think it's kind of weird that we listen to ourselves. I don't listen probably as often as like a full show, but occasionally I'll go back because I'll forget exactly what we said. Honestly, yeah, we'll turn yeah. off our mic and just move on with our lives and be like, what did we say there? Yes. <laughs> I think I need to go back and listen to that one because I've got this idea, but I've got this idea that I may be contradicting something I already said somewhere else. <laughs> and all this stuff is recorded for posterity now, so there's no big right. right. Yeah, no. And I will go this whole that time loopy thing discussion we just had over Stephen and Cora. I'll go back and listen to see exactly what how our conversation flowed because I I mean, I like I, I just kind of blurt out what I say, but I don't remember what I say and how Jean, I probably remember what Jean says or Valerie says more than what I say. Yeah. 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 And I just remember that we got caught on the, fe- we were like focused on the feather. Yes. Mm-hmm. True. True. All right, Jean, go ahead with your housekeeping. Okay. My housekeeping is from Chloe, our vampire down under. Thank you, Chloe. Woo. 
Good to hear from you, Demon Divas. Glad to hear from you as we race to the end of sun. Here are my thoughts. Peter Knox appearing set me on edge when I first read this. Going over it again, it makes me wonder how early he was in contact and working with Benjamin. The scene with Elizabeth tossing the shoe at Matthew is a scene I hope makes it to the screen. I know there's been a debate whether Matthew has slept with the queen. Personally, I think he did because of these lines. I agree with you, Chloe, even though, you know, <laughs> Jean and Angela are very convincing, but I, I always fall back to the default no. of, oh, they totally did it. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth acts like a jealous, sulky teenager. Well, she acts like a jealous, sulky teenager if somebody looks at another another female in the room. And that yeah. that's a his historically documented fact. Yeah. I know you demons are fond of kid. I personally want to draw and quarter him in this this chapter sealed it for me. Who said I was fond of kid? Who? I always say I'm fond of him until this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm fond. I, I'm not fond of him, but I get him. And I even at this point, it's like, man, I get why he does the things he does. Yeah. yeah. I'm not fond I, of his I, actions. I just am fond of his snarky quips. Yeah. yeah, and I really think that that Louisa really did a lot to escalate it to this point right here. I don't think you would have it would have had a tilt yard or a murder, an attempted murder without Louisa being in the mix. Louisa as a life coach is bad. Yeah, yeah. so 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 bad. It could have gone either way. You can uh, shape Kit in every direction you want to go. He could just as well had a calming influence. Yes, he could have. Yeah. He could have had a calming influence. Instead, he didn't want that, and he chose uh, the path that he wanted to go down, which was someone to fuel his fire. Break in case of emergency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He fed the wrong wolf. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, God. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, this has gone long, so I'll end it here. Crazy, exciting chapters with a lot going on. Only eight chapters to go. Your vampire down under, Chloe. Thank, Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. So, I have a housekeeping, mm-hmm. but this is via snail mail, and Ooh. this is from our friend, Belia Sim. <gasps> Yay! Yay! So, she was sending over the package for the giveaway that we just announced the winner of in the early part of this episode, but she also sent us gifts. I have yours and uh, Jean's, Angela, but uh, I'm going to open mine. <gasps> Live. Wow. Do a live unboxing of what she sent over. Make it super crinkly. All right. I'm opening up the package, guys. All right. Opening up the note, it says hugs and kiss. B. Oh. Let's see what she put in the. Oh, oh my God. Queen Agatha. (laughs) A beautiful rendition of Queen Agatha. With her lovely hair. Yay. I love that. Oh, I love it. Okay. And then the picture of us. Aww. The three of us. Aww. Not in the digital form, but in the actual <gasps> frameable form. Oh my gosh. Where I'm so excited. You know, we're going to put it up. And uh, we have made this image into thank you cards for our patrons. Um, when they become a patron, I do send a, a thank you card with this image. It's slightly smaller than this one. But yeah, this one's going to go in a frame. So thank you, Bill. Oh, awesome. Sam. Thank you. Thank you. And I think we each got different ones because the, the packages are different in size. But mm-hmm. she did send me the picture of her rendition of Tanya Moody uh, playing Agatha. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. And the necklace. And oh. it says Agatha Wilson demon. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. Thank you, Belia. Thank you so, 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 so much. Oh, there's a note. Hang on. On the back of this. 
Dearest Val, thanks so much for all you do. Your support means so much. It is indeed priceless to have your respect and love, uh, including goodies for you three, plus two extras to get goodies for the podcast and Patreon. Oh, that's right. That's mm. right. Do you know what? What? We do have an emoji emoji giveaway that we have to sort out. And oh, that's maybe true. we won't do it this episode. We'll do it next episode, okay? Maybe we'll give that away. Mm. The extra packages she gave to nice. give away. So, yes. Something from Billy Sim. Blah, blah, blah. XO. B. Oh, Aww, thank, thank you, you Belia. Aww, that is so, thank you. so generous and kind. Okay, so here's the part where I'm going to tell you to support your All Souls artists early so I don't have to save it for my last thought. <laughs> um, BeliaSim.com. She does wonderful watercolors. She's a above bar graphic artist. Some of the things she does is amazing. And then we have Kareen Star and she's at KareenStar.com and she also runs All Souls Illustrated. Make sure you check those out. I'll have links for that in the show notes. And again, thank you, Belia. And thank you, Kareen, for in, including your beautiful contributions to the giveaway and made yes. it a really good giveaway for uh, the All Souls discussion group. I think we'll do it again because it went so well. So yes. <laughs> tune in next year. We might do another. Yay. So that's it for housekeeping. So Save It For The Show was sponsored by Myriad Mills. So thank you, Myriad. Thank you. Thank you. Save It For The Show. Save It For The Show. Guys, save it for the show. So Jean, want to tidy up that topic a little bit? Oh, yeah, the topic yeah. is what? The, top, the topic is on location filming and leaked photos. Bootleg photos, guys. Photos, <laughs> not a good thing. I mean, this last week leading up to Halloween, we had a week at Mount Solis, which meant Philippe and probably the hay barn scene and the wedding and all kinds of fun stuff. Do you want to explain to the audience, to some of the audience that may not know what Mount Solis meet should mean to them? Mount Solis is the location outside of Venice that stood in for Subtour with the lovely checkerboard walls on the inside and the Gorgeous. cloisters <laughs> and the stairs that Isabeau appears from at the top of. Yes. That, or as that I is, describe it, medieval TJ Maxx. Medieval TJ Maxx, exactly. <laughs> or TK Maxx for UKers. <laughs> yes, yes. Unfortunately, we had a bit player who was a little bit too... He was excited. Free, mm, he was happy, excited. Free, free and easy with his, his iPhone and started posting things to his Instagram, including pictures of the wedding gown. And uh, there was another photo floating around where if you zoomed in enough, I don't know why someone would do that, but uh, there was a glimpse <laughs> of Philippe involved. There was a glimpse of Philippe involved in his doublet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if I recall correctly, there was the picture for the uh, blocking rehearsal for the wedding. Another yeah. picture of yeah. Matthew Good taken without his permission or knowledge. So these are leaked photos and I really wish I could use them on the TV page, but I cannot just nope. uh, just to keep us, you know, safe, legal, whatever. I really wish I could have used that because the photo was gorgeous. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, know. if people think I wonder if we know about them or if we we don't no. post them, we, we do know about them. We don't post. We don't perpetuate sharing. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It has taken the same position as well. Those photos were pulled down from her official. People placed them on her official sites. They were all taken down. And from what I gathered, the actor was spoken to about leaking things. Yeah. Uh, I feel it's different this season. 
Yeah. And it was last season. Last season, they would release a lot of photos, you know, of them filming while they were filming. And I do believe that was to get the hype up. But now that the show has kind of taken off a little bit, I feel like people are trying to get some clicks and hits and Mm -hmm. a lot of clickbait out there. Yeah. Um, And yeah, sure enough, people like me, I'll go ahead and click. I'll be like, oh, that was a great photo. Oh, my God. That's what it's going to look like. Wow. Unbelievable. It's also not spoilers to us. No. And and to be fair, I mean, Deb Deb has released a lot of official pictures of what the what Elizabethan London looks like and and all of the folks, you know, the background folks, the everyday folks. And it's all phenomenal. I mean, I could look at the pictures of James Norris' work all day long. Yeah. And talking about going back to listening to old episodes, I listened to our episode, our interview with Deb uh-huh. and um, Angela asked the question, what are you excited about filming season two? And she's like, seeing Elizabethan London. And you can tell <gasps> this is, these are the things that excites uh-huh. her, you know, yeah. and, and and she's like, I can't wait to see that actually come to fruition, come to life. And so that's why she posts a lot of pictures of Yeah, and, the, the and it d- that just gives, gives me the chills because it to go back to James telling the story at the con about when well, Deb, what's the story because I wasn't in that that oh when Deb first she had to sit down she was crying when she saw mm-hmm. it yeah she yeah. was just so moved by the fact that it looked exactly like the image she carried around in her head for all these years she was just totally taken aback it, it was kind of a weird episode because um, I was going back and I was looking for episodes so I can I, things that you do when you edit a podcast you want to match the sound and whatever mm-hmm. and, and I, I wanted to hear what what it sounded like because I was trying to match the sound to our, uh, I labeled that one as a baseline for what it should sound like. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just listen to it because I haven't listened to it in oh, almost a year. So I clicked it and I hit play and I got involved in listening to it. And I, was <laughs> like, I was like, wow. And then Angela's like, what are you really excited about for filming season two? And uh, Deb's answer was, I get to see Elizabeth in London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And when you just said that, I was like, oh, yeah. So she's posting pictures of this because that's what excites her. Yes. Yeah. That, that was the gift she got. Her her answer never changes. I mean, somebody asked her at the con as well, I believe. What, and she said, Elizabeth in London, who would you yeah. like to meet in time? Like Queen Elizabeth the first. I mean, right. it never changes. It's always no. that answer. Not a lot of people post a lot of things. We see a lot of uh, pictures of Teresa in costume with her baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breastfeeding. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, and we only got one from Stephen Curry. And that was an official photo. It was. Yes. Okay, that was in, a mm-hmm. full that dress. Was a, that was like the official photo of her and Matthew walking through the streets. Yeah. That was a, another official photo like that. Like I said, all those beautiful set pieces that Deb gives us. Uh, she gave us some beautiful pictures of Gloucester Cathedral and mm. uh, the Arabic ambassador, I think, and a couple of other oh, yes. mm-hmm. courtiers. So, I mean, we were getting a lot, but I, th- I think people are getting real itchy because they want Matthew Good and nothing but Matthew right. Good. Right. So, is she doing book events right now or some uh, kind of she just finished the, She just finished those up. They had the event at the History Museum Archives or something right, for Halloween. And then there were two signings two weeks before that and I think that's it she had like three events and the last one was end of this week it was like Tuesday I think yeah I've been pretty out of it when it comes to social media because my life has decided to take a turn of crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh 
hopefully I'm on the wind down part of that. So maybe I'll be able to ferret a few more images and uh, interesting tidbits about the show so I can update the TV page because it's been rather quiet, to be honest. Yeah, I feel bad. I'm like looking at the TV page. I'm like, has nothing happened? And I'm like, oh, no, there's this picture. I'm like, I can't put that picture up. That's a yeah, picture. There hasn't been much. There hasn't been much official happening, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK. And also uh, fall of 2020 is when we're expecting that, right, Gene? Because somebody had posted that their, yes. their cable provider said, uh, had put up something at Discovery Witches Season 2. Yep. Which was scheduled for September of 2020. Yeah, which sounds about right given the shooting schedule and then the post-production schedule. Yeah, so we're going to expect that and hey, we'll be done with Shadow of Night by then. Hey, and, and hey, <laughs> that'll be just in time for the All Souls Con 2020, which is going to be Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. Yes, absolutely. We just found that out this week. And we know what half of the United States it's going to be in, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Done. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anything else for the saver for the show? Bootleg pictures. Yeah, bad. Don't share those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't perpetuate them. Uh, Matthew Good is asked to have not have his photo taken while he was working, and out of respect the guy's wishes. Yeah, expect the other actors and people too, because they're working. Would yeah. you like somebody paparazziing you while you're working? Don't feed no. the beast. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't be that guy. I usually give people a middle finger when they take a picture of me at work. <laughs> I, I do. Like the, like the hawks. The hawk, that was like the hawk version of the middle finger when they got their pictures taken at work. <laughs> okay, guys. Stick with us. And after this, we'll do last thoughts and things we can't let go of. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact. And all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there. Fill out the form and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep me alive! Got any last thoughts, guys? I'll give you my last thought. Angela, why don't you start? Yeah. <laughs> my last thought. Um, I, as we went over the, the Stephen and Diana scene in this last chapter, I can't wait to see what it looks like on TV. First, I hope that they have that same little actress 
that did the young Diana in season one of A Discovery of Witches. I hope she comes to season two. And I hope that they do that scene, first of all. I hope it doesn't get cut out. But it's a perfect bookend to the Oubliette scene. And as much as I didn't get it when I the first time I read it, and I glossed over it even the first time that I read this passage in Shadow of Night, it's become like two of my favorites now. Getting to interact with Rebecca and Stephen on a more Mm -hmm. intimate level and taking notice of the small details that I just completely overlooked the first time around. Um, yes. But it was so well done in the season one, the Oubliette scene. But they hope that they do the same for season two. And I like that it's Stephen Heavy, as Deba said, A Discovery of Witches was about the mothers. Shadow of Night is about the fathers. And I hope mm-hmm. that we do see a whole lot more St- Stephen. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And to follow up on that, my last thought is I can't wait to see everything that's happened while they were in Prague. Because I think we've also, speaking of official photos, we also got a little taste of that because we've got... Uh, a photo of Kit and Louisa conspiring yeah. in, a pl- yes. in, in the Cardinal's hat. So yeah. thanks to the expanded point of view we get with the show, we're going to get to see some of the scheming and the meddling going on too. Yes. And I'm really excited for that. And it seems like Venice is still around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never considered that they had that much time to conspire. Yeah. I remember reading that chapter of Shadow of Night thinking, oh, Kit and Louisa know each other? Okay. And I didn't think much past that. Yeah. And now it's like, wait a minute, the, it's been a whole season. It's basically been from St. Bridget's Day to May Day. Yeah. When Matthew took off to go to Prague, Kit must have been in a tailspin. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least three Matthew months. Was, at least Matthew was always around before, even though he had the pest called Diana right next to him. But <laughs> when he left, it must have sent him in a tailspin. And he went there. He... Yeah cross the threshold that we always talk about when we're talking about empathy mm-hmm. where if you don't have the correct people surrounding you and talking you out of your bad ideas yeah then shit can go wrong and yeah. i think this is definitely we're witnessing shit going really really wrong right yeah here. and it just also makes me wonder i guess i realize everyone else has their own lives but yeah walter and company were all kind of not there for him either preoccupado <laughs> Something like that. Walter was busy, you know, Waltering <laughs> and trying hanging to out with, hang out to, with Bess. Yeah, trying to bang anything that moves. Right, right. And Henry's got his own deal. And Henry's got his is it Henry's got his mother or is that George's mother? Uh, Henry's, Henry's mother. mother. Yes, yeah. Henry's yes. got his mother to deal with. So I'm thinking maybe Matthew was the glue that held that group together. Yeah, yeah. That would make lots of sense. So. I don't know. Last thoughts. I have a lot of thank yous in the air and I want to thank you guys for listening to us and putting up with our mayhem this year. <laughs> Took a glance at our downloads the other day. I didn't share it with you guys. We are up 30,000 downloads from the last time I peaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that means our audience is getting wider and I want to thank all of you new listeners who have embraced us and who are writing in. Please keep writing in. Please keep telling us your thoughts on these chapters. Please start writing in. Yeah, start writing in. You know what? We'll read it. We'll read it eventually. I I have started a new folder for future housekeeping. If we can't get to it and discuss our emails, it'll get put in that folder and I'll just pick out of the lot. And that's just how we're going to do it. So 
I appreciate all the good reviews we've been getting. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I know we asked you to do it on Apple Podcasts because that's the most prominent one out there. But whatever platform you listen to us on, if there's a spot to write a good review, write a good review. Help somebody find us. Help somebody say, oh, maybe I'd be interested in this. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Can we ask for a show of hands who have been listening to us since the beginning or the near beginning and then (laughs) envision that only 10 hands (laughs) go Yes. Hands. But give a round of applause to you guys too. Yes. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for sticking with us all this time from the early days where we sounded like we were recording in a tin can to now. Yes, to now. <laughs> to now. So <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah, we have the holidays coming up and a lot of good giveaways going on. I think the Halloween giveaway would be well done and gone. We might have one for Thanksgiving that might be going on now while we're talking. We're going to take a couple hiatuses over the holidays, you know, two week breaks. You won't even notice we're gone. We'll come back. We promise. That's mainly so we don't get burned out because we do actually have lives outside of this. I know. Shocking, right? (laughs) Adulting is always knocking at our door. Yes. So, (laughs) so, you know, we have our real lives going on. We have our real jobs, our real houses, our real spouses, our real partners, our real pets, our real everything that needs dealing with. So sometimes we do need to decompress. So we'll have a couple Mm -hmm. hiatuses happening coming up. And just because they're hiatuses, that means we won't be publishing, but it doesn't mean we won't be recording. <laughs> we might true. just decide to turn on our mic and just be like, "Hey, what's up? Let's talk." <laughs> you know what I mean? But as Jean says, we always we need a hiatus here and now to have things happen to us so we can talk about it. <laughs> so we can talk about it. True. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, that's all I have. Oh. Our patron special offer that we held, very successful. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Definitely helps because this shit ain't cheap, guys. (laughs) Anything else, anybody? No? Nope. We're good? Yes. All right. Let's say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Demon kiss. And we'll talk to you next time. We'll do the emoji contest next time. Promise. All All right. Bye. Bye.